I accelerated my success as a realtor by tuning into podcasts, and now it's time for me to give back. Join me while I chat with some of the top agents in the industry, gaining insight into how they became experts at selling real estate so you can too. Who am I? Well, I'm Mark Rawmaker. I went from selling $5 million in real estate my first year as a part-time agent to running a mega icon team who has sold over $260 million in real estate in just five years. I'll be your host while we talk to yet another amazing realtor crushing the game. Welcome to the Real Estate Ninja Podcast. Hey there, welcome to the Real Estate Ninja Podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. If you're a returner, good to see you. <laughs> and this episode's super cool. We're going to sit down with DJ Sheridan. He's a savvy realtor and team leader out of Arizona. Now, I'm going to talk to DJ about his expertise and experience in the industry with aspiring agents and mastering the basics of lead generation by creating hyper-local content for like a massive amount of sales. He's going to unpack his full method of training new agents to get them into production very quickly with their sphere. It's super inspiring. It's super informative. We actually found out we went to the same college, an acting college, which is crazy. So you're going to love this one. But before we get started, if you could do us a huge favor, go ahead, subscribe so you don't miss any other episodes when we drop them. And also, if you could give us a five-star review, we would greatly appreciate it. Hey, 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 welcome to today's episode. Get ready to meet the ultimate real estate expert, DJ Sheridan, realtor and team leader of Sheridan Property Group. He has personally sold over 500 homes and over 1,000 homes within his team structure. Based Based in the beautiful city of Prescott, Arizona, DJ loves not just selling homes, but the lifestyle that comes with them. His commitment to showcasing the unique charms of his community has made him a go-to for buyers looking to settle down in the area. But DJ's talents don't just stop there. He's also a master of video content for social media, making him a true trailblazer in the industry. With a commitment to honesty, integrity, and unparalleled communication, DJ knows what it takes to get the best deals for his clients. Get ready for some serious real estate insights as DJ joins us today. What's up, DJ? How are you, man? I'm doing well, Mark. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited that you're on the show. Um, you have you have a lot of skill sets and a lot of great insights. So I'm excited to unpack that with you. Um, but real quick, before we get going, before we start, just if you can tell the audience what you did before we were talking about this before, which is a little insight. We actually went to the same college, everybody. So that's pretty, and it's not a it's not a real estate college. It's not a business college. So DJ, <laughs> tell everybody your past, what you did before. Uh, real estate, and then what got you into real estate? It, it, it's an interesting connection that you and I just uh, just discovered right it's before this. Right. Uh, but I uh, I actually I went to Cal Poly University for for about a year, uh, and I was a theater major there. Um, you know, most people that attend Cal Poly are going to go for engineering or agriculture or something like that. But no, I was a theater guy. Dropped out after a year and decided to move to Los Angeles and go chase the acting dream, which this is now where mine and Mark's uh, past are, are very similar. Uh, I attended an acting conservatory called the American Musical Dramatic Academy, otherwise known as AMDA. I was Los Angeles. Mark was New York. Was New York. They, yeah. They have two campuses. So that was my previous life uh, before real estate acting bartending. I also did uh, sales for a convention that put on an acting, modeling, singing and dancing convention as well. I did that, did that for about seven years. And that's really where I honed my uh, cold calling craft because that was my job. I was a cold caller for eight hours a day, five days a week all across the United States. So a lot of my past led me to where I am today. 
So, the, well, yeah, that's insane. Those who you don't know, my whole story is that I was a professional actor as well. I did stage and Broadway shows and stuff. So this is fascinating. So we can talk the same language here, acting mm -hmm. to real estate. So this is going to be fun. Um, so then what was the what was this, the, the switch where you're like, I'm going to sell real estate besides watching House Hunters a few times? Uh, what was the big what was the big switch? Honestly, it was I, I'll never forget the day uh, I, I went into my bartending shift and Ron came in. He was uh, in his late 50s and he was so mad that he did not get this extras role that he went out on in this audition for. And it was going to pay him about 75 bucks a day. And I literally had the moment, Mark, where I flashed before my eyes. I don't know if you had this and when your transition, but I was like, I don't want to wake up, still be bartending, still chasing this dream that you honestly have no control over. And I picked up the phone and I called my mom. My mom's been a lender in the business for over 30 years. At that time, my dad was an appraiser and they always said, you'd be good at real estate. So I said, how do I do this real estate thing now? And that's yeah. where I started. I started my career in the Hollywood Hills in 2012. Oh, that's intense, man. That's right. Right mm -hmm. after the crash, but also a massive city. Um, mm -hmm. So then we're going to skip ahead. So I like this podcast to really unpack of like systems and tools and executions and stuff. But I like to know a little background. What brought you that now you're in Arizona? So obviously you made the move. What, what, mm -hmm. what how'd you do that? Uh, well, you know, I was a very, very, very small fish in one of the largest real estate ponds you can you can be in. Um, so I was doing acting. I was bartending still real estate. I was at that point was doing it for a year in Los Angeles. It was not really much was happening. Uh, like everybody else, I said, why would I join a team? I can do this on my own. I know what real estate is. And uh, quickly fell hard on my face. My in-laws moved out to Arizona in 2009 in a small town called Prescott. And at that time, about 2013, my wife and I just got married. Um, we knew that we eventually wanted to start a family and Los Angeles and California was going in a different direction. Both her and I uh, were used to and wanted to raise a kid in. So we knew eventually we were going to go elsewhere. It was uh, between Bend, Oregon, and then this town called Prescott, Arizona. And I had family in Prescott. And so uh, without getting into the, the long, long story of how I got there, uh, that's basically how I ended up here. That's amazing. That's yeah. And I mean, I've, and I've, I've heard some of your other stories. I mean, we'll unpack it a little bit here, but the town is just a beautiful place real quick. What Prescott and I've, this is from you, but you have a really cool story about what the movie, like the, the you know, the city it looks like. So real quick, just give us like a 30 second rundown of how awesome that city is. You know, most people think Arizona, you think cactus desert, you know, hotter than 120 degrees every single day. And that was my perception of Arizona as well. And I didn't realize that this town called Prescott, Arizona is a mountain town. It is a mile high city. We are 5,600 elevation. Um, there's portions of our town that you feel like you're living in Big Bear or portions of Colorado. Um, it is for mild seasons, but this California guy could not move to like Colorado or Wisconsin. Right. It's way too cold for me. So I found a, a happy medium, but it's a really, really neat small town. The way my father-in-law describes this town is this is how America was in the 1950s where oh, that's everybody, cool. everybody cares about each other, the neighbor, yeah. it's a true sense of community. So like there's great that, that kind of town seems like they're the ones who created the word community, right? Like that exactly. Kind of and it, it's nice, you know, you, you, you live in Los Angeles for so long, you get used to walking down Hollywood Boulevard with your head down and not talking as to anybody. Fast as you can. And here yeah. it's like, oh, you talk to the grocery store clerk and, you know, people care about you. And not saying that you don't have that in California, but uh, it was a nice change sure. of pace for me. It's pretty consistent there, I'm sure. Very. 
So you have a team, mm-hmm. correct? Yes, now, I do. Can you just explain the, the team structure and then we'll kind of see how it was formed and then what it looks like today? Sure. Like what, uh, what's, the mo- what's the model? Uh, you know, when, when I first started this company in 2019, uh, it was Sheridan Property Group was a solo solo band. It was me. Uh, I always knew I wanted to have a team. I'm better um, with other like-minded people. Um, and we knew, I knew, growing it from day one, I wanted to grow the brand. I didn't want it to all be the DJ Sheridan show. So it's about the brand Sheridan Property Group. And from day one, that is what I've been focused on. And uh, actually, I have yet to recruit one agent um, through organic, uh, you know, marketing, organic, just talking in the community. Uh, we now have seven full-time agents, a four, four-person admin team um, with a marketing director as well and transaction coordinator. And that's that's where we're at now. That's, but it didn't start that so way. Yeah, what'd you so just a frame of reference? What'd you guys close last year in 2022? Uh, last year we had a little bit more of a rough year. We were just under 60 million, yeah. where the the, okay. the previous year we we did 75. But I I like to say uh, since the pandemic started, we've sold over 170 million. Yeah. Oh man, that's amazing. That's pretty consistent with our team as well. We 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 sold a little more, but it was not we. Sh- it felt different. The whole thing felt different, right? Well, when that market um, shifted, it was kind of like everybody was like, whoa, just, the pand- everybody started dog paddling. <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic is over. What are we doing? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, so 20, that's a quick turnaround, man. For, so going from 2019, two years later, and yes, the pandemic was, was a, a very great situation for a lot of real estate agents, but going from, from a one man band to 75 million, man, in a, in a town, how big is your town? How big's 49,000 population. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. So let's go backwards. Let's Quentin Tarantino this and go backwards. Like, who was your first agent? Did you, how do you train them? How do you get, were they producing agents? Were they new agents? Mm-hmm. Do that. Cause I'm curious. Tell me. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I, I was on a team previously when I first moved out to, to Prescott, Arizona, I joined a team and, and got to learn a lot about the inner workings of a team of how to run, uh, you know, the business and how to, how to bring in more importantly, how to bring in the business. And we were doing pretty well. Uh, that was the number one team here in Prescott, Arizona for, for a few years and for various reasons. Uh, we, we were going in different directions and I decided to branch out and start, start my own in 2019. And this is where I got a very hard lesson, Mark, and I'm sure you, you can understand this is I knew how to sell real estate, did not know how to run a business. <laughs> and they're yeah. very, nobody teaches us that nobody, especially, teaches you that. especially at AMDA, <laughs> <laughs> especially at AMDA. They didn't teach us that, right. but right. I, I knew the, the direction and the vision that I wanted. And, and I knew the core values that I really, really wanted to have. Um, and that's what I kept preaching on is, uh, number one is communication for me. Uh, and that's for, for a reason and design for a reason is because of any bad relationship you've had in your life, um, probably could have solved it a little bit better with, with great communication. And so that was sure. one thing that I wanted to build organically from the ground up. Um, but it took me about six months before I got my first sale in 2019. And I only, we only sold 11 million. It was myself and two other agents at that time. Uh, one, one gal, she's been in the business for 23 years and was kind of in a slump and thought that her and I can, you know, get out of it. And her and I worked together for four years before we decided to go in different directions amicably. But, um, through that, I've just organically have grown right now. I have, uh, two experienced agents, uh, the rest okay. are, are about, they've been, they've been licensed since 2021. Some got licensed at the end of 2022. So 
I okay. do like newer agents uh, just because they don't come with bad habits already uh, right. that, you know, I always say, you know, are you trainable? Are you coachable? Are you teachable? Do you have work ethic, honesty, integrity, and do you show up on time? If you have those traits, I can teach you this business if you really, really want to learn it and you're hungry to learn it. So in 2021, you sold 75 million. You did, so you only had what, four or five agents on the team? Yeah, there was five. There, at that year, there was five agents. So we were doing That's a lot of volume, man, for five, yeah. five of you guys. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so so when you bring on new agents, let, let's do this. Let's do two, two separate things because I'm curious. New agents, how do you train them? How do you get them up to speed? Is there a, do you have a boot camp? Do you have, what, mm-hmm. what do you do? I have a 30, 60, 90 day training program uh, where each week is is really broken down. Um, and you're, you're on the team, but you're not officially on the team after your 90 day mark. And honestly, I took that from the bartending world. <laughs> it was, right. you know, I get a job and they're like, okay, well, you're on probation for 90 days before you officially got the job. And it, it, you, you see and work out the kinks. Um, I, I hire fast, but more importantly, I, I, I let go fast. And okay. I've learned the hard way through, through this. Um, I have a pretty intense interview process. Um, I first want to sit down. What is that? Talk that, talk yeah. that out. What do you do? I, I first want to sit down, you know, just like you and I are doing right now. I want to learn, learn a little bit about you as a human being, some of your work ethics, some of your past history. Once we kind of get through that and I figure out that you're, you're a good fit, uh, through my first interview, then I have you come in with the entire team. Every agent on my team, uh, sits down and they start having a question going back and forth with you because if one or two agents on my team they're not gelling with you, then this isn't going to be a good fit. We Easy all decision, have, right? we all have to truly as a, as a community of a team, uh, cohesively agree that you will be a right fit to join, join this group. Um, after that, then I, I sit down with my business partner and we do another full kind of more intense two hour interview, learning about your past, learning about your history, um, how you problem solve certain scenarios. Uh, and then once you pass that, the final interview is I take, uh, your sp- you and your spouse out to dinner with my wife. Um, because I oh, always, that's the final test, right? Well, if there, I learned this, if there's crazy at home, crazy gets brought into this office. So I need sure, to make sure right. that there, there's nothing crazy at home. Off. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and I, then I like that process. That's cool. But going back to, you know, your question of, of how do I do the training? I expect a lot. I expect, uh, because in the very early stages of my career, I, I learned quickly that if you know the contract and you know, your market, no one's really going to out negotiate you. So I push very, very hard on subdivision studies. Um, there's one of my new agents. He had 125 subdivisions that he had to study. Uh, I want to know average price per square foot. You know, how many, what's the average days on market? How many active listings are there? How many were sold? You know, what's the average list price to sales price? Um, if there's an HOA, tell me about the HOA and what that information looks like. You multiply that by 125 subdivisions, you start to learn your market pretty quickly. So that if That's- I'm... Go ahead. That's brilliant, my friend. That is actually, I've never even heard of that before, that kind of method of doing it. Because because when you go into, because I have a whole training system as well, and you always, when you're training people, I feel like as a team leader, you're like, do I teach them how to lead generate or how to sell a home? Mm-hmm. Two separate things. And mm-hmm. I don't, there's always a confusion of which comes first. And I mm-hmm. think everybody's different on what they want to learn first. Mm-hmm. But that, to teach them just like know everything about everything without, and then when you do talk to people like that, you're going to generate leads because- Absolutely. Well, you 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 know what you're talking about. I mean, I'm 36 years old and I look like I'm 18 still today. I got in the business at 25, fresh out of an acting school, um, and I I learned very quickly that I had to learn the market. 
I mean, I literally would talk to buyers on the phone. They sound, they're like, great. We can't wait to meet you tomorrow. They come into town. They see me in person. They're like, wow, are you old enough to sell real estate? You weren't what we were expecting. So my right. knowledge had to be so vast of the area and coming from out of state and never living here, I had to play catch up to learn everything about the city. And a few members on my team, they're born and raised here for 35 years. They're like, dude, I don't even know that information about our town. I'm like, like, how do you know that? I'm like, like yeah, that's why I'm, that's why you're on my team. That's why you're, I had to learn this. So I expect, you know, it's almost, we sell the town and I'm so grateful that I, I truly do live in a city that I, I honestly love. I, I, yeah. I can speak for hours on how much I love and what I love about our town that then it just, it naturally reads off to the buyer that's looking to move here that they trust me they feel like they're connected with me because they hear the passion in my voice i just then my job is i also sell the town i sell the town and then i sell you houses i sell you the lifestyle um so when you know everything about the town you know everything about the market and you're educated on the contract real estate the house will is come. the easy part the, the house, house is the easy part the the other aspects of negotiating and learning the contract we both know it's it's one of the few jobs that you literally learn on the job i know that yeah. what we learn in real estate school has nothing to do with the real life aspect of doing this job day in and day out and so that's really what i focus on over the 90 days um that's giving, amazing so, and I know this stat because you said it before, but, and we can talk about it in a little bit, but 87% of your business is referral based. Mm -hmm. So the challenge, and I'm going to ask you this because I'm genuinely curious, when you have a brand new agent that they're not going to get 87% of their, right. That's going to be hard to do. So mm -hmm. where do you, how do you, where do you guide them? Where do you lead them besides the knowing the neighborhoods and, you know, getting business? How do they Absolutely. You know, or organically, you know, you Let's start for your sphere of influence, right? It, that, that we start there. Who are people that already know, like, and trust Mark? And I ask them, give me 20 to 25 people to start off. And obviously, if you have more than that, great. That's who we're starting with your sphere of influence because those people like and trust you already. We're going to give them the confidence um, that they can trust you with real estate as well. And we start there. Um, and so I. So you kind of, and it feels like you're kind of a new school agent right mm -hmm. like you, you're you're innovative you, you you think outside the box but do you with that system and that process do you old school it of saying like call them text them or do you oh just for sure oh for sure there's still a lot of old school ways um you know and i i live in a town any other town i probably would never advertise in a local newspaper but our average age is 59 years old I, I advertise in a local newspaper. Um, it's little things like that. So I still in, it implement a lot of old school ways of doing business. That's amazing. And I used to be a big cold caller. Like that, that's what my job in, entailed on the previous team is I was expired, canceled. But as we got into the pandemic market, what happened to expires and canceled? They still sold. They, they, there <laughs> yeah, was no expires any. and cancels because no, everything was for selling. Sale by owner, they, everything sold. I used to do that too. And I was like, so, I, I used to train it. I'm like, don't even waste your time. Call so I, I quickly pivoted my business. And I think, you know, when the pandemic hit, it doesn't matter what business you were in. If you can pivot and transition quickly, your business, it was like almost like a cave, right? Some businesses went this way. And some just skyrocketed and mine happened to do that. And I didn't realize that our market was going to blow up like that 
Um, but I looked at my but wife. You were, you were preparing for I that was preparing though, right? knowing that the expires and cancels weren't going to be the main aspect of my business. So I was like, I got to deep dive into deepening relationships with my past clients. Why am I chasing all this new, 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 having a 0.05 to two and a half percent conversion rate where I get a referral directly from you. That's a 95 to 100% conversion rate right there. And then I do a great job for them and give them the best service possible. They're going to know five more people that are going to, they're going to refer to me. So you're basically tattooing this, this information in your new agent's brain of saying, this is going to be your, your lifeline. This is going to be your career. Mm-hmm. So you just say, do this, do this and, and reach out to them. I mean, um, how many people do you know spend so much thousands upon thousands of dollars on Zillow or buying leads where I can spend that same, call it $300 on a dinner. And I take you to the best restaurant and your wife and your kids to the best restaurant we have in town. And I spend 300 bucks on a dinner, but I know you now as a human being and we get to connect as human beings. And I integrate you into this community that it's a no brainer. Like, Hey, hey, if you want to buy real estate, give him a call. Yeah. It's so simple to me too. The hard part is everybody starts to get anxious and and likes the shiny new things. I mean, I'm sure you do too. Every time mm-hmm. something pops up, you're like, hold on a second. And then you go back you're like, no, 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 that's not my business model. I got to stay true to that. Oh my gosh. Um, 2019, I was just throwing money at the wall oh, yeah. to see, see yeah, what yeah. stuck. I didn't know. And and this has been a... Meanwhile, you're doing it the whole time. You're just taking people to dinner, right? Yep, exactly. That's and that, that's part of the natural uh, progression of it anyways. And so this is naturally, this is, this is, I finally said, I'm like, you know what? I'm a guy in a hat and a backwards hat that likes to wear sneakers or Jordans. And you're going to like me for who I am as a person. And I, I promise you, I'm going to do the best job and outwork everybody out there. And through that, we've been able to sell a lot of real estate. And I've been able to teach uh, a lot of members of my team to do this organically. That's amazing. They, um, I do the same way. So my first two years in real estate, I, I'm a former actor. So I would, I literally would like put on my real estate agent costume. It was like khakis and a polo. And I felt yep. so uncomfortable and so <laughs> fake and I had imposter. And then I started wearing jeans, Jordans and hats and t-shirts. And I was like, oh, oh, now I'm rolling. And the people that I was working with, my clients just loved it. They were like, mm-hmm. oh, this is, and, you know, it was great. So well, they want it. We're living in an era now and going, talking about social media and what, what it is. I mean, if we, when I first got into the business, if we had tattoos all over our arm, it was like, ooh. But now people, they want to work with you. They want to know who the real person is behind the camera. And when you are authentically yourself, people feed off of that and they see that and they see that it's real and it's not fake. I mean, you know, this real estate agents uh, across the country, we, they've got a a reputation just above a used car salesman. So I can't change the industry, but I can change what I do and I can change what my team does. And that's really what we've been focusing on. That's awesome. So let's go back to the training. So, so what platform do you use platforms? Do you bring them all into the office? Do you is mm-hmm. it, like, how do you do it? I am it in the office kind of a guy. I, when I first started, I worked from home, didn't have an office and I'd find myself playing with my dog at 11 o'clock or I'd find, ah, oh, the news is on. Let me take 20. Like I'm not focused. That's just not who I am. So I want to be surrounded in an office in an environment where we can learn from each other, because I might hear Brian next door to me have a conversation like, dude, 
I never thought of saying it that way. Like you pick up these little nuances when you are together and it, it's about collaboration. It is not competition. And I've been preaching this for the last couple of years, knowing this, that the industry is in a shift that we need to be collaborating. That's why you're seeing brokerages like EXP just explode because that's where they took that model of collaborating with one another. So um, for me, that's, I need, I need the agents in the office. Got it. So is it a requirement or is it, yeah, how do you run that? How do you do that? So I have different tier levels based on your experience. Tier one is you're brand new um, and here's your expectations. And you are in the office, no ifs, ands, or buts. The higher up you move in the tier list, uh, that means the more experience, um, then it's your choice. I do uh, try for three days a week at minimum with my top producing agents to say, listen, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. or like 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Just give me like those three to four hours where we can just be together, present. be present. Yeah. Even if there's nothing that you want to do, we, you're, you're in the energy and you're seeing, and we host, you know, every Monday morning, uh, we use a CRM called follow-up boss, but we spend, yeah, you know, 30 minutes in FUB where we're, we're, we're talking about our deals and we're trying to say, Hey, you got this new listing coming up. I know it's going to be April 15th, but who's got a buyer for this listing? It's, it's through the talking that we do in the office that's organic and through conversations that we uh, last year were able to sell 37 of our own listings. Um, oh, wow. So it's that's things, amazing. It's things like that that you, it is. You just said it earlier, thinking outside the box. There's always more than one way to skin a cat in this business. And as it gets more challenging through collaboration of in-house through this team, we're able to persevere and push. Everybody gets into the market when the real estate market is good. 2020 through 2022, I don't know the statistic of how many people got licensed, but I know 500 agents increased just in those two years in my market. Um, so I didn't lose to the other top teams in the MLS. You know who I lost to was your brother's aunt's uncle, sister that just got <laughs> licensed and, and you multiply that by 800 people. That's yeah. who I lost market share to. So if we can be stronger together, as the market gets a little bit more challenged, it's just going to be like 2008 where it's going to weed out a lot of those people that don't know how to survive in this market. I like this. I like I the too. negotiation. I like the, hey, buyer, let's actually see if we can get you a, a deal on this where, you know, two years ago is like, well, give up your firstborn, pay 50 grand above asking price, no inspections, no appraisal. And then maybe, maybe you'll get the house. Yeah. Yeah. I like that was exhausting. And now I feel like I can actually be a real estate agent again. So mm -hmm. this is great. For sure. us. Every high producer is pretty excited about this. I mean, because we, we also know how to navigate the rough waters a little bit too. We're, we're also stressed the, about it. Yeah. You we're know? the true professionals. We're the guys yeah. that, you know, we've spent years upon years going through different markets. And I was telling my team this, I'm like, guys, what I did in 2014 was different in 15, different in 16. We're always transitioning and always pivoting because at the same time, look at how fast technology is. I mean, I was talking with a team member, this iPhone, this isn't that old. I mean, this is no, 16 years old and look how much it's changed from the original iPhone to today. That's just a random example about technology. Um, so we have to adapt, otherwise technology is going to pass us by. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to team structure too. So 
So you, ha- so how do you bring on, you have, you have experienced agents. Mm-hmm. That's something that a lot of people, that's the hardest thing to do. How do you, what's your process on that? I know you say you don't recruit, but, but how do you, how'd you, how'd you find those guys? Um, you know, when the, the experienced agents were started to talk to me and, and this was, you know, really going into the pandemic, it was like, Hey, we all didn't know what the heck was going on. And it was like, well, at least if we're together, we can survive uh, and hopefully learn and grow together and be more powerful. Um, so I did. I've always offered an, an incentivized um, split program, meaning, listen, you got to think of my leads as kind of your safety net if you're a, 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 on a tightrope walker, right? Um, that you're, you're going to be able to bring in your own business. But if you're having a slow month or two months, my leads are there to catch you and to keep your business rolling. But I do get paid more on my business, but you also get paid more on your business. So I, I try to really incentivize agents on my team going after their sphere, going out and bringing in their own business. Um, because I, you know, you got to know this as well as, as the team leader that everyone that joins us, are going to eventually want to be us one day. Like if right. you know that going into hiring anybody on the team and I I've known that from day one. So I'm like, listen, I'm going to teach you to be me, but hopefully I'm going to treat you so right that you'll never want to leave me and that there's never a ceiling. There's never, there's never a ceiling. And we get into this industry so that we don't have a ceiling and we can work as hard as we want um, to make as much as we want or work as little as we want. Well, Correct. through this incentivized split program that has been very attractive for for um, experienced agents, it's not for everybody, um, but if if agents are looking to that are struggling right now that maybe have only been in the business since 2018, 2019, and they really haven't gone through this kind of a shift of a market. I can offer a lot. I can offer systems. I mean, yeah. What, do you, the, what is the offer? What do you guys offer? Like if you were not, you know, don't, don't pitch me, but like pitch me. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> um, you know what? I tell people the best CRM that you, you can use is the one that you use. That, that, that's your best CRM. However, I pay for this system called Follow Up Boss, which takes a lot of automation uh, and, and guessing out of the picture. Um, but they don't pay for anything. I mean, I have one of the, the top offices right in downtown Prescott, and I chose this location for an exact re. Everything I've done has been very, very calculated. Um, and what do I mean by that on calculations, just as a prime example, when I was a bartender in Hollywood, all the business people would come to my bar and they always talk to me and they talk to me about their business and talk to me about their problems, whatever. So the first thing I did was I bought a bunch of swag and gave it to every bartender in town. So every bartender had my hat on. So subconsciously, if you're coming in, you're seeing this logo everywhere. That's what I mean by very calculated of, of yeah, what I've, what I've done. That. But choosing this office location, there's a brand new food truck park being built right across the street. So in about two months, I'm going to have thousands of people a week standing in line, looking directly at my real estate. Staring at, staring at your logo. So, you know, you get, you get the office, you get the CRM, you get the admin help, you know, that's the biggest thing of what people don't realize getting into this business is how busy you can be just doing the mundane tasks. That's not in the big money-making activities. Uh, I tell everybody on my team, I have hired the support. I have hired the staff on salaries to take care of the things that you don't need to be doing because you need to be lead generating, lead follow-up, and negotiating slash writing offers. That's really what you need to be doing. Now, 
Now, there's a lot that goes under the umbrella of those three categories, but in a simplistic way, that's what you need to be doing. Um, and, and then on top of that, you're getting a decade of knowledge, a decade of, you know, over a thousand transactions negotiated uh, of experience. So I've just I've got a lot of knowledge. I've seen a lot of different scenarios. In 2021, I set the record for one of the highest sales in Yavapai County's history for $6.6 million. And nice. my, my team, the day we closed, my team is like, oh, my God, you got to be so excited. Biggest sale in history. I'm like, yeah, bro, but. My $125,000 single wide in Cordis Lakes is having all kinds of issues. So I don't have time to be excited right now. So I have done everything from here to here and everywhere in between. And everyone gets treated the exact same way, whether you're the 125 single wide or the $6.6 million uh, seller. So it seems like you're offering offering your team more of a stress-free real estate career by partnering mm-hmm. with you, right? You get all this stuff, whether it's like, oh, I don't know, I've never heard that before. Boom, they can call you and say, have you heard of this? And if you haven't, you can go to the rest of the group. Has anybody heard of this? Mm-hmm. No, let's brainstorm together, right? Absolutely. And then you're giving them a CRM with automations. You're giving them transaction support. You're giving them a brand. Brand's important. I mean, I, le- I love a brand. Man. Huge. I think that's so important. Huge. And I, I, I didn't want it to always be, we have to talk to DJ Sheridan because it's his name. And trust me, I, I, I looked for every real estate name other than my last name to be on the sign. But every, every uh, name that I chose, you'd look up the acronym. I'm like, oh, that's an STD. We can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, so, be, yeah, you'd be remember, memorable, but you'd I don't be know memorable, but way. not, yeah, not yeah. in the right way. So that's why the Sheridan ended up getting in there, but I grew, I wanted to grow the brand and I wanted to be different. So everything we do, let me see, is uh, a square. Everybody else's business cards are going to be rectangles. So I wanted to brand the square. All of our marketing is a square. I have the SPG hidden innuendo in the logo. Um, That was done on purpose. This actually wasn't the first logo that I liked. But when I split tested it with friends and family, whether you liked it or hated it, everyone remembered it. And that was the most important thing. It created a feeling and a reaction. I figured I'm like, well, no one's not going to use me because they don't like my logo. Um, but they'll remember it. So everything we've tried to do is try to be very, very calculated on how we can be different, how we can be memorable and how we're just not like everybody else. Um, And that's where, you know, we took social media on a whole different uh, scale. Let's go into that. Let's do that. Let's pivot a little bit. Let's let's get you into social media because as a former actor, you know, I remember when I first got into real estate, but everybody was saying, do video, do video. Mm -hmm. In my head, I'm sure with yours, you're like, well, that really that'll work because that feels like that's the easy button for us right for sure right i was like okay were you hesitant were you hesitant in the beginning no no you just went all yeah i was i wanted i know i wanted um i needed a script and i needed structure to the video like Mm -hmm. so i started doing listing videos for everything in 2016 2017 for every video they weren't Mm -hmm. fancy they weren't cool but they were me in the branding myself in the videos um but i wasn't i mean i know how to talk right so Mm -hmm. so for you what like What's your structure? You, you, I know that I want you to talk real quick about you. You're taking on a new project with Instagram, which I'm doing a similar one. So we can talk offline about that. Awesome. Yeah. You've created a new brand about mm-hmm. live the lifestyle there. So talk about that. Mm-hmm. And why do you think it's important? Well, you know, I, I fought social media 
for a long time. I, I it, trust yeah. me. If I can go back to having a flip phone and being off grid and only available at certain times, I envy the people that are that way. However, that's not the world we live in. That's not the way our businesses run. Yeah, I was um, told the other day with social media, you don't have to agree with it, but you have to accept it, right? And once I finally accepted it, and I can't even tell you the exact decision that I finally made to do that. It just it, it finally said, okay. If I'm going to do this, it's going all in because I always thought, ah, you're, you're the guy that's videotaping yourself walking through the square and you're always on your phone. I just hated it. But then I, I embraced it. And once I embraced it and I saw the effect that I had, that people online were like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that as a first time home buyer X, Y, and Z. I didn't realize that with interest rates, you can do something called a three, two, one or a two, one buy down. I did. And then I started to realize, wow, I am. This is the next. This is the new media outlet for the next generation. This is the new ad agency for the next generation. And you got to just go all in. Um, so that's when I, I started with my team and I started doing reels and I started like. If you saw my earlier stuff, you're like, oh my gosh, that's horrible. And all of us can say that though. But, yeah. And you learn, it's another one. You learn as you go. And yeah, what I learned very quickly is film it, do it, throw it in the ocean and forget all about it. And you just yep. keep moving on. And some videos are going to be bad and some are going to be good. Why this one resonated with people and that one didn't, there's no rhyme or reason, but you, it's the consistency of doing it. So myself and my team, we really jumped all, all in feet first and doing video. And with that, then I had a client, uh, multiple clients actually in one week say, Hey, never been to Prescott. She sent us some videos about Prescott. So I go down the rabbit hole and I'm trying to find videos online about Prescott. I'm like, Holy moly, there's, there's nothing good oh, so on Prescott. It's 2011. <laughs> Um, videos, but our town has changed in 10, 10, 12 years. So I was like, bing, light bulb went off. And then I started talking to my wife in the morning and I was like, you know what I sell more than anything? She's like, houses. I was like, no, I sell the vibe of what this town is. I sell the Prescott vibe is what I sell. Holy moly. What if there we is. launched, what if we launched a whole new platform, not a platform, but a whole new way to see our town. And so Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, YouTube shorts. I, I'm just, I can't learn TikTok, man. It's just, I, know, I'm the same. I, I can get on it and watch, but I'm, I don't have the energy and time. I don't, I, so I have the 22 year old and the 25 year old. I'm like, you guys manage TikTok. I can't do that. I can't learn a whole other system, <laughs> right, but right. you know, those are the four main, main pillars. And you know, the number one website on the internet is Google. Number two website is YouTube. YouTube is owned by Google. So I knew that if I can get the search algorithms with this, this thing called the Prescott vibe going, that it would only boost up my, my real estate career as well. So we launched a whole new thing called the Prescott vibe. Think of it like uh, Netflix season one, eight episodes, bars, restaurants, hikes, lakes, mountain biking trails, hiking trails, um, whiskey row, summer concert series, bars, uh, 2.0 bars, three. I mean, we have 37 bars within a two mile radius of our downtown square. So I can do bars for like 35 episodes, right. I think is, um, and it, it's only going to be 30 second, 45 second, max, maybe three minutes, because that's the world we live in. That's the attention span. I honestly, but yeah. And you also don't, nobody wants to sit and watch you have a, have a beer for seven minutes. You know what no. I mean? I need, to, I need 20 seconds. And then I want to think, Oh, I should go there too. That looks fun. I'm not going to watch your 30 minute video about Prescott. I'll watch, you know, 
500 videos that are 30 seconds long. That equals 30 minutes. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the funniest part, but that is the attention span. So we, we started filming in August and I went and I talked to the city about this. I talked with the office of tourism and they're like, DJ, we've been wanting this. We just, we don't have the budget. I was like, cool. I got the budget. Can you just like help me out? Can you like not restrict me? So they have uh, given me permit, you know, film permitting fees. I, I, I ended up, we got uh, the head media director for a college that we have here, which is a top aeronautical university called Embry Riddle. Um, and he's like, man, this sounds like a cool project. And he's already got a $35,000 camera. So I'm like, okay, so he's got the equipment. I've got the connections and majority of the businesses here in town. That's another aspect of where I took my business is I, I looked around. And I was like, well, if all of these other businesses, if I start helping them out and bringing clients to their businesses, maybe they'll start liking my business. So over the course of three years, I grew that to where majority of the businesses in the downtown square are my clients. So I was like, hey, Ryan and Brittany, you have the top one of the top restaurants here in town. Would you mind if I give you some free marketing called the Prescott Vibe, where we're going to film your restaurant and film behind the scenes of you guys cooking so that when your your uh, restaurant is closed and people are walking by, they can scan the QR code and it takes them right to your website and our website that shows you a full video, your menu, everything. It was just all about you, that business owner coming from something of contribution and something of value that I'm giving them. And then maybe just maybe, Hey, I also sell real estate on the side and I'm pretty yeah, good. At, all those, I'm pretty all good those at people that too. You know. Yeah. 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 So, so then and, let's, let's talk about execution on that because that is, I feel like there's, there's agents doing that. Like, you know what I mean? You're, you're one of the few that actually have executed it. Well, so that's the difference between every agent and what you're doing. Um, what does the execution of it look like? So you say you have a website, you have YouTube, you have all these things. Do you have a social media manager? Do you guys pre-plan the videos? Do you do you batch record? Like, what's that look like? Well, so, you know, we started figuring a lot of this out as we were going. Like, the ideas started to unfold. We just knew we needed to get out there and film. That's all we knew. And we wanted, we knew it was going to be under three minutes. And we filmed from August all the way through the end of December. And we're like, awesome. We did it. We filmed so much stuff. Oh crap. We got to edit all of this now. Right. <laughs> and yeah. that was the point where we, we literally did realize we bit off a little bit more than we can chew because this is, I still have a team, a business. This is a side project that we're running. You know, I'm already pulling yes. a 50, 60 hour work week and I'm now realizing, oh crap, this now is I'm a content creator. <laughs> this is a content creation is almost a full-time job. You know, I, it is, it's a legit full-time job now. And we wanted to launch everything going into 2023. And so for three months, all we did was edit while I'm playing with reels and I'm showcasing other people's businesses. I'm going with my phone and filming their businesses while we're figuring all of this out. While we're launching our YouTube channel, actually this Friday, the 31st, that's going to have about seven different episodes. And that's the more perfect, polished, exactly Beautiful. calculated, yeah. you know, we, we've figured out kind of the playbook of how we want everything to run. Instagram and Facebook is kind of more dirty, gritty. It's just like, oh man, I was, you know, for example, I went on a hike yesterday with my family and I'm just, hey, I haven't hiked this trail. So I'm giving all the information about this trail and just throwing it up on reels. That's kind of where and growing that organically as well. And what really made me realize that this was kind of getting pretty big is I've had my Instagram account for, I don't know, since Instagram really came out in a short two months, this 
Prescott Vibe account surpassed that f- amount of followers that I had for you know 15 years like wow. that. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is kind of really something. And now I'm getting businesses around town tagging me in their reels and I'm getting people requesting me to follow them. And hey, can you come do a video for us? And can you do shoot it? And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, I mean, really, Mark, this is a whole new company that we launched that I wasn't ready to actually right. launch. Um, so I, I know that's probably not the answer that you guys are looking for, but I, I'm no, probably, that's no, because I think that's the, that's the raw. I, I have the same thing. So I have a social media manager. I have a videographer and I have an editor. We have two editors mm-hmm. and we have a whole structure and we have social media coaching for the agents. It's insane. The, and I did, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like our similarities, it's really weirding me out because like I did the same thing from the end of 2022, the last three months I built out this, system and structure so that we can do it at a high level kind of mm-hmm. consistently all the time. And, um, it's, it took up like 70% of my life. <laughs> I was like, remember when I used to sell houses? That was fun. And now I'm like, ah, oh. and I, you know, so I'm back now. The systems are built kind of similar to you, I'm sure, but it's, it's an ongoing thing. That's because you have to stay ahead of the curve. You right? have to, I mean, Especially this whole thing real was- estate. Absolutely. I mean, this whole thing, you know, with chat GPT and AI and all of this. It's awesome. Oh my God. You know, I'm sitting there for 20 minutes figuring out the content that I need to fill in on my post. Me too. Where now I I go to chat GPT, it takes me 14 seconds. Oh, tell me it's the best. So I go from (laughs) hating and resenting social media to like, I am fully running a social media. (laughs) I'm like, Oh my gosh. I'm like on the verge of being a damn influencer now with this, with this thing. And I'm like, I I don't like it, but I'm embracing it and I'm taking it. And I'm not saying I'm the expert, but I think the people that learn as they go and pivot the fastest and utilize more technology and automation, there's never no right way. I'm going to make videos that are going to piss people off. I'm going to make videos that are going to, people are going to absolutely resonate with, but I want to work with the people that truly want to work with me and resonate right. with me. Um, you, have you ever taken out that buyer or worked with that seller that you're like, uh, maybe I sh- um, yeah. we don't see yeah. eye to eye. And then nine months later, you end up firing them. You're like, well, I should have listened to my gut in the very yeah, beginning. They're terrible. Yeah. Yeah. They don't like me. I don't like them. I mean, we, we get along, but we don't enjoy each other's company at all. Doesn't matter who you know. are. Yeah. Doesn't matter who yeah. you are, what status you are, what age you are. We all have 24 hours in a day. And well, I, I, think, I re- uh-huh. yeah, well, I was going to say, even going back to the social media, I think that the, the, the ones that of us are doing it and a lot of people are starting to do it, which is great mm-hmm. for all industries, but for real estate, especially like if I need to go find a good restaurant to eat at or a cool music festival, I know you guys are big on that. Mm-hmm. I could go to Google, but I don't really get the information I need. I don't get any visuals. I don't get any, anything. I just get a bunch of articles like blogs. It's turning mm-hmm. into that with Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, you can search restaurants in Prescott and then you boom, boom, boom. And it's like, and then I just see the inside of it. It's like a mm-hmm. teaser video, right? It's like mm-hmm. a movie trailer. And you're like, I need to go there. Do so, do we have the attention span to want to read an entire blog or somebody's experience no. on Yelp about a restaurant? Or if I can go, boom, restaurants, Prescott, and I see three videos that was like, damn, that steak looks good. Oh, that looks yeah, good. Yeah, look at those wings, right? Look at those wings. Look, you know what? This looks cool. It's got a bunch of review or likes on it. Let's just go here. Yeah. That's it's, yeah. it's it it again it goes back to the the ad agency for the next generation. Video is where the world is now headed. It's already there. It's already it, it, it's, it's there. Been there. Yeah. Yeah, we just yeah, are now playing it, catch up. 
And I notice a lot of other businesses doing, or there's just influencers because we're in, I'm in Orlando. So of course mm-hmm. there's just theme park people all over the place and they're making a business out of it, but we get to actually sell homes and make a profit from it mm-hmm. from, from the content. So it's, um, yeah, no, I'm, we're going to, we need to be on each other's journey with each other. I'm oh. going to subscribe. I'll, I'll root for oh, you. Oh, for cause... sure. We're, we're, we're definitely going to have more conversations yeah. after this one. Yeah, it's funny how the, how our journeys are very, very similar. It's super cool. Well, we're going on, we're, we're, we're we need to wrap it up because we got, you know, we got, we got stuff going on you and I do both. So, but, but it's what, real quick, if people want to reach out to you, are you going to grow your team or like if agents are listening to you, are you, are you looking at that locally? What's, what's that look like? So talking about, you know, last year and how we both kind of had a, a, a growth year, especially when the market shifted. And I go to this big conference and this, this, this mega team is kind of on stage team leader. And he's like, Hey, you know, how many of you are micro teams, you know, four to seven agents raise my hand. I felt literally like he was looking right at me. He goes, y'all, y'all, are, y'all are losing money, huh? Y'all are, y'all are struggling. Y'all are da, 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 da. And I'm like, Oh, he's like, it, it, you have, and I fought for so long that I want to build these agents to, selling 7 million to 10 million from 10 million to 20, 20, you know, and just growing and growing. But that's not everybody. Not everybody is us. Not everybody wants to grind and work that yeah, hard. Some people are good 5 million a year. Boom. That's, that's okay. So you need the 1 million to 5 million, the 5 to 7, the 7 to 10, the 10 to 15. So all of that being said, I am growing. Um, I actually, I've, I have interviews this Friday with three different new uh, prospective agents. I, this is the first time I'm actually marketing myself uh, out there on, on social media. And I, I made a post last week and got three people that re- reached out to me and said, hey, yeah, I, you're speaking to me. I'm struggling in this market. I'd love to sit down with you. So that's awesome. Um, well, I'm going to we follow up on that personally and see how yeah. that goes with you. Um, yeah, yeah. If people want to reach you or pick your brain, you do. You did say you're an open book. So it seems like you just give, I mean, I love it, man. You've given me a ton of value. I'm sure your audience I, people reach out to you. I had a lot of people earlier in my career that gave me a lot of free advice and opened their doors to be able to like, dude, call me anytime. And trust me, I took advantage of it. I, you know, you, you see my guys right here behind me, Kobe and Michael, that's for a reason that like, those are the hardest workers in the room, but they were students of the game. So I recommend that anybody out there that is struggling new or even experienced in struggling right now, be a student of this business. Always keep learning and reach out to people that are that know more than you. I'm talking to teams that are selling 200 to 700 million that I'm like, how do I get to your level? Right. Um, but how do you reach me? Uh, everything's pretty uh, simultaneously cohesive. SheridanPropertyGroup.com, DJ at SheridanPropertyGroup.com. Um, you can reach me at Sheridan Property Group on all the socials. Uh, you can reach my personal account, Sheridan Twenty Two Realtor, um, on all the socials. But I'm very active on Instagram and Facebook. But I'd say more so on Instagram is where where I do a lot more of the replies. I'm a part of so awesome. many dang Facebook groups that I, I lose track I of all the tags now. Yeah, man, I, I, Instagram has become my go-to. I'm like, just DM me there. I actually For sure. that more than even my emails sometimes. I don't text, know about you. Right? I don't know about you in Florida, but I I did an event in California, and I go with real estate agents, and I go to get a, a business card, and like, oh no. What's your Instagram profile? What's your Instagram? Oh. What's your Instagram? I'm yeah, like, because then you can get to know that person. I'm like, oh, this is I mean? a new business card. Okay, I, I'm getting used to this. Well, because you're gonna go, you're gonna look up their name and go straight to Instagram anyway. For you sure. Know what I mean, for to, sure. To stock them. Yeah. Well, DJ, you've been a, you've been awesome. Thanks, for, thanks for coming on and giving all this insight. We we probably could have talked for another hour, but absolutely, uh, we'll, Mark. I'll we'll wrap it up now, man. <laughs> I want to stay in touch and let's uh, let's keep learning about each other's uh, business and journey and. Feel free to reach out anytime as, as I hope uh, the invitation also extends your way that I can do the same with you. For sure, brother. For sure. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.
Hey, thanks for listening to my interview with DJ Sheridan. He, uh, man, that was a great one. I feel good about that. I learned a lot. Um, the thing with it, with learning the neighborhoods for his new agents was so fascinating. It's so simple, right? But, um, I've never thought of that. So, and I've sold real estate for a while. So I'm super glad that he shared that, that little information. Hopefully you guys can use something like that as well. Um, Hey, thanks for listening. We, uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe to our podcast. That way every week you get notified instead of having to look us up. And if you could do us a huge favor, give us a five-star review on all your podcasts. So that way our episodes on our show actually get pushed to other realtors looking to learn just like you, and we can create an amazing community. So thanks for listening again and see you on the next one.